Thanks for being here. Um, it is a workshop, guys, so um, I'm not going to do all the work. <laughs> You're going to get a chance to, um, to be involved as well. Um, I'm very conscious in a group like this, we have a range of people. Some of you are very used to the prophetic and very competent in using that prophetic gift. It's what you love to do. And so you're here really because your heart is always to keep doing it and keep sharpening it. And that is wonderful. I'm always very conscious that in a group like this, there will be a few people perhaps whom the whole concept of using the prophetic gift is a new concept to them. And my job today is to really help them to engage with the prophetic. So if you're more competent, that's your job as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I always think that there are some basic principles that we can learn about using the prophetic gift. And then once we've learned those basic principles, people will often say to me, well, you know, how do you get better? How do you grow? How do you develop it further? And honestly, the only thing that I've learned over the years is you just need to keep using it, you know. And that means it can't be held just for a meeting or, you know, being able to speak in, in front of people or even in small groups, but that we on a daily basis say, Lord, I'm opening up my ears to listen to what your Holy Spirit's saying today. If you bring someone across my path and you have a prophetic word for them, a word of encouragement for them, you know, I'm willing that you would use me as a channel to bring that word of encouragement. And so I think the way you grow in your prophetic gifting is to keep using it. Don't let it fall into disuse. I think sometimes as Christians, we just get a little bit lazy, you know, and I would encourage you that if, if you want to grow in the prophetic, keep saying, Lord, I'm going to use it today. You know, expect that God would, would speak to you on a daily basis. I mean, we need God to be speaking to us on a daily basis for ourselves. If we're going to grow as Christians, we need him to be speaking to us for ourselves. So I would encourage you, if you're wanting to grow and develop the gift, that you keep saying, Lord, what are you saying to me today? And who will you bring across my path that you might give me something from your heart to share with them? And of course, you know, as a definition, we need to say that, that prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is one of the gifts that's listed that the Holy Spirit distributes to individuals in the body of Christ in order that the people of God can be built up and can be strengthened. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. Um, I would say the gifts of the Spirit are tools to get a job done. They're not ornaments to make us look good. And there is something about the prophetic, you know, which is, I always say it's slightly seductive. Because if someone, you know, gives you a word and it's relevant or, you know, or if it's even mixed with a word of knowledge where they're saying something to you that you know they couldn't have known except the Lord showed it to them. I mean, sometimes I think we have this picture of prophetic people that somehow they're other than us, they hover six feet off the ground and, you know, they're so super spiritual that, you know, they hear from God, from God in a way that nobody else does. My job today, I think, is to take the mystique out of the prophetic. It is a tool to get the job done. And if we have a heart that loves God 
and loves God's people. And our heart is also to encourage one another. And we put ourselves in a place of saying, Lord, I want to encourage this person. Then God will use us. And God will not just, um, that we'll not just share with them something, you know, that we think, oh, well, you're a really nice person and you're great and God thinks you're great. But it's not, the prophetic gift isn't a gift of flattery. It is actually communicating what's on God's heart for the person. That's what we're seeking. We're saying, Lord, what's on your heart? In fact, whenever I was learning about the gift in the early days, I remember just praying and saying, Lord, this is an amazing gift. And I think it's amazing that you speak to your people today. And and I want to learn how to do it. And I want to grow in the gift. And I immediately had this mental image of me lying on Jesus' breast. And I came from a very conservative background. And um, when I had this mental picture, I suddenly, you know, pulled away from it and thought, oh, I maybe, you know, maybe that's too intimate. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking like that. And then, because of my background, it was an old hymn that came to my mind. And it was, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to your bosom fly. And that sort of made me think, oh, it wasn't scripture, but it was an old hymn, so it must be all right. And I thought, (laughs) oh, no, this is okay, this is okay. (coughs) And, And immediately, I just felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, Priscilla, if you want to hear what's on my heart for you or for anyone else, this is where you'll hear it. So if we want to grow our prophetic gift, it is about developing our relationship with Jesus. It is about an intimacy with him. It is about opening our own spiritual ears and saying, Lord, I want you to train my ears. And that what Eli said to Samuel, you know, he heard God call, but he couldn't identify God's voice. And then Eli says to him, all you have to do, Samuel, is say, speak, because I'm listening. And I think God wants to develop our spiritual ears to hear his voice. And that happens in our own relationship with him. So we're saying, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice for me. I need, to me, it's a basic discipleship principle that as, as believers, we need to hear God speaking to us. We hear him speaking to us through his word, the Holy Spirit. This, the word of God contains all of God's truth for you know, humanity for every generation, for every culture, for every people group. But the Holy Spirit takes that amazing truth and then applies it into our hearts and spirits. You know, you know what it's like when you read a passage of scripture and suddenly, like the Holy Spirit lifts a verse out of it and just, it's exactly what you need to hear on that given day. It's, it's what the Lord is just saying to you on that day. And that lifts it and it elevates it. Um, you know, there, there, I was reading one of the Psalms recently and there's a verse in one of the Psalms and it just really, just spoke to my heart. It says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. And it was just on that, that day some stuff that had been happening that week and the Holy Spirit just lifts the verse and I personally keep a notebook and I just wrote it down and I said, Lord, I just feel like you're wanting to encourage my heart and my spirit. And what I find is when that happens for me, and yes, it is God speaking to me, but then I'll hold it and and I'll, I'll say to the Lord, you know, if there's anybody else you want me to share this with, then just show me who that might be. And so even as I'm saying it today, this lady sitting on the end, you know, God is within you. You will not fall. 
God will help you at break of day. Just such a sense that God is wanting to reassure you that with what you're facing at the moment, you are not going to fall. Underneath you are the everlasting arms. He's got his arms right around you and he is holding you. And that he is he is already moving and working in terms of the things that you're talking to him about, in terms of what you're, you know, praying over and you're saying, Lord, I've been praying about this for quite a long time, but God's promise to you is, I will help at break of day. The, the day will break. The dawn is coming and God is on the move to help. But he is within you. You will not fall. And so what I find is that as I'm reading God's word and I'm absorbing God's word and I'm holding God's word in my heart, then it's almost like that becomes a springboard for the prophetic. And I would say to you, if you want to grow in the prophetic, start to grow a love for the word of God. Because the other thing about the prophetic is the word of God tells us we prophesy in part. We don't get it right all the time, which is why I think we can be a little bit reticent about sharing what we feel the Lord is saying to someone because we're afraid of just giving them our thoughts or our ideas, and we want to be sure that it's the Lord. But the truth is that when God puts thoughts and ideas in our heart, in our mind, you know, it's not like a big booming voice that is clear as day and that there's no questioning it. It's just a thought. It's just an idea. And it feels like your thought. I mean, actually, if it was another voice, you maybe should start worrying. Um, so it will, it will, you know, there, it is a thought. But I find if I'm accompanying that with filling my mind with the word of God, it is a great way for testing because that way you're, you're starting to hear from God speak to you through his words. So you're getting used to his voice. So when he starts to drop things into your mind and spirit, you have something to compare it to. And actually, we're told to test prophecy because we prophesy in part and we're told to test it. So how do we test it? Well, for one, if someone says something to you, if anything in what they say contradicts God's word, that's a simple test, isn't it? Then it's not from the Lord. Um, and we test it also in, in terms of the spirit that it's given. Because 1 Corinthians tells us that the prophetic gift is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. That's what it's for. It, it says it so clearly. In fact, that is the one definition that we have of the prophetic in Scripture, that the prophetic is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. It is to build up. It is to edify. It is to both bless and build. And so, therefore, that's another test. Does this word encourage me, strengthen me, comfort me? If it doesn't do those things, then it's not God's word. And so, even for us giving a word, you know, hold that in your heart. Go, and is what I'm about to say, is this going to encourage this person? Is it going to comfort them? Is it going to strengthen them? When, again, I was new to it, um, Floyd McClung, who headed up Youth with a Mission, I remember meeting him at a conference and peppering him with questions. And he said, look, if you want to learn how to prophesy, begin by encouraging people. And, you know, I thought at the time, oh, there must be more to it than that. But it was a great bit of advice for, 
you know, someone who was learning. Because if you hold that at the heart of what you do, then you're never going to damage, if your heart is to encourage them, you're not going to damage anybody. And, and that's what we have to be careful of. Because if we're saying, this is what I feel the Lord is saying to you, we want to be sure that it is going to build them up. You know, th- there's some of us, I think, by maybe it's more to do with personality, that we kind of would prefer if God would allow us to be like an Old Testament prophet. You know, we would like the words of doom and gloom. We'd like to have a bit of a glint in our eye and make people feel a little bit afraid. Um, But, you know, that is not the nature of the gift when we move into the New Testament. It's a gift for the family of God. It's a gift that God gives to build up the church. And so, therefore, I would say, make sure that you keep that as your solid foundation. I have a heart that wants to encourage people. I have a heart that wants to bless people. I have a heart that wants to see them strengthened and built up in God. And in that way, you have got a very safe foundation. And the thing is, the more you love the word and you fill your mind with the word, it gives you a starting off point. I always find that that gives me a springboard to start off if I feel like, you know, God wants me to give a word of encouragement for someone. I always say the prophetic is not an idle thought walking through an empty brain. You know, sometimes I think we think we have to clear our minds and think, you know, well, you know, I'll just clear my mind here and and whatever thought comes into my head must be from the Lord. I think actually if you fill your mind with scripture, if you're meditating on scripture, that is a rich base for which the Lord can then use that to draw out um, words for people that will, will, will be an encouragement to them. So I would say to you, if you want to grow the gift, be sure that you want to encourage people Be sure that you have a love for scripture. And and in a sense, a little bit of what I was talking about this morning, that you tend your relationship with Jesus, that you are in talking relationship with him and listening relationship with him um, and that you're tending that relationship. And the truth is as well that with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the youngest Christian can be given the gifts of the Spirit. You see, you know, we sometimes think, oh, you have to be sort of super spiritual before you can prophesy. No, that's not true at all. I mean, as soon as you become a a, Christian, you see, gifts are something that is given to you. It's not, the fruit of the Spirit is developed in our lives over a lifetime, and that is to do with maturing and growing in God. Um, but the gifts of the Spirit are something that, are, that is given to us. And so the youngest believer can be given them. Now, they, they have to grow in wisdom. They maybe, you know, need a little bit of discipleship, a little bit of mentoring in how they use the gifts. But I just think it's amazing how, you know, someone who's just come to know Jesus can start to hear him speaking to them. And then, then they, they can even pass on words that they're, they're hearing for others. So, I don't want any of you this afternoon, if, there were, if that was going to happen, I don't want any of you to count yourselves out because God can speak to every single one of his children. I always use the example of when my girls were born, when my first baby was born, and they put Deborah in my arms. You know, I began to talk to her right away. I just began to talk to her, which is, I probably talked to her before she was born. And, uh, you know, I didn't say, Deborah. I'm your mommy. You don't understand a word I'm saying, so until you do, I won't be talking to you. You know, I just talked to her all the time. And yes, 
When they're babies, they get to know the sound of your voice. They may not understand everything that you're saying. But that's what our, what our father's like. He begins to talk to us right from the minute of our spiritual birth. What did Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. So I always say, people say, oh, could I hear from God? Would I be able to get a prophetic word for someone? And I go, you're asking the wrong question. Just say, am I a sheep? Now, I come from Ireland. We have a lot of sheep. I don't think God set the bar too high when he said you have to be a sheep because they're not the most intelligent things in the world. They really aren't. So if you can say bah, you can hear from God. And uh, <clears throat> actually, a sheep farmer once really rebuked me and said, sheep are far more intelligent than you think, Priscilla. So um, I had to take that on board. But um, if, you're, if, you're, if you belong to Jesus, and our God is... He is an, has the amazing ability. He is a God who speaks. He is a God who communicates. It is what he does. What, how does it describe Jesus in John 1? In the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh. Word. Words are how we communicate with each other. God communicates with his creation. He commu Through his creation, he communicates with his creation. He communicates with his children. He is a God who communicates. So we put all the emphasis on our ability to hear. Whereas God wants to take that pressure off us and says, I'm a God who communicates. And if you belong to me, you're going to be able to hear what I say. And so therefore, I think sometimes for us as Christians, it's more a question of confidence in our ability to hear. We're second guessing ourselves all the time. And it's out of good reasons because we, you know, we don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to mess up. We don't want to say something to someone, you know, that we just think is a good idea. But I just think that sometimes we have to have a sense of confidence in who we are in Christ. And, you know, I always say, like, the prophetic flows, not just when you look at someone and you give them a word, but, you know, I've often been sitting, having coffee with someone, and they'll share something with me, and it just, they're just sharing, but it feels like God is speaking directly to me from what they're saying, a friend sharing their heart with me, and it's been prophetic. So I would say that probably all of you are being used by God in those sorts of ways, but it's building our sense of confidence that I love the verse in the Psalms that says, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. And sometimes, you know, the only way that you're ever going to know that it is God speaking through you, if you if you're always are sitting on it going, oh, I don't know, I better not say, I'm not sure. Well, you're, you know, it, the, the emphasis is on us speaking. And then as we speak, then we allow the other person to pray over it, to think it through. We don't say, you know, this is what God sent to you and, you know, you just have to accept it. We say, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying to you. Now, you know, you, you think about it, pray about it, and, and see if that's what the Lord is saying. Because often the prophetic, I find the prophetic in my own life, is God confirming something. I've maybe been asking him questions. I've been thinking about something. And then he comes and he just confirms it to my heart. Sometimes it is something new that I haven't thought about before. And I always say to people, it's good to have a prophetic shelf in your life so that if someone says something to you and you're just a little bit unsure or you're not quite sure how it would apply in your life, you go, okay, God, I'm going to pray over that. 
I'm going to hold it for a while and see if you come. And if it really is from him, he'll come again and he'll confirm it to you again. And, um, and so, that, you mean, that's a good thing to do. We don't prophesy over people and put them in a corner. And, and that's the other thing I think too, you know, it's, it's really important that we have a heart that is willing to learn and to grow. So I would say we believe in giving people an, you know, a personal word from the Lord, I always am very nervous about, you know, people maybe in church who get people in a corner and, you know, and, and they, they give them sort of private words that nobody else can listen into. And, and, and so there's really no opportunity to really judge it and pray it through. So I think within a church setting, it's really healthy. Like if I'm in church on a Sunday morning and I often feel like the Lord will give me a verse for someone or a word for someone. And if that happens, I nearly always say to somebody else around me, will you listen into this? Would you just, I, I feel like God's given me a word for this person. Would you come with me? I'd just like you to hear, hear it as well because it's a protection for the person you're giving the word to and it's a protection for you as well because you know that sometimes what you say and what someone hears can be two different things. So if you have a third party there who has also heard it, that is a safe, that's a safe thing to do. So it's good to have a heart that's humble and is willing to allow other people to speak into our lives. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, that if you are sitting in a coffee shop and you feel like God's given you something for your friend, that you're looking around for somebody to say, will you come and listen into this? Uh, you know, I'm not, it's not that, I'm not saying that to be legalistic. Of course, you know, if, if you know that it's a word of encouragement that you want to share, you just go ahead and do it. But I just mean in a church setting, just be careful about people, you know, who are getting folk up you know, and be sort of privately saying stuff into their lives. And there's no accountability in it. And that is not a healthy situation to be in. I think it's really good to be accountable with our gifting. And I'm so glad for being able to work in teams together because that was how I learned that as I was learning to give words, there were people who were more experienced than me listening in. And sometimes very gently, they would encourage me and say, yes, Priscilla, I think you're hearing from God. And I think that was a good point. But listen, maybe you need to think about this. Or perhaps when you did that, that wasn't the most helpful thing. I mean, even relatively recently, um, we have a prophetic team in church and, and we would have evenings where we have prophetic appointments. And, and I was praying with two other people and the guy I was praying with is very experienced in the prophetic. And so, you know, he would have known a lot of the boundaries that we put in place. Um, but for some reason, as we were praying for this lady, um, he just suddenly said, I see you standing on the edge of a cliff and you're about to fall. And you know, I could just see her eyes. They were out like stalks. And then he went on and gave her a wonderful word of, you know, what, what God wanted to do for her and how God wanted to bless her and how he, he was with her. And I just knew by looking at her face, she didn't hear anything of the rest. The only thing was, I know I'm on the edge of a cliff. I know I'm about to fall over. And now God has told me that that's exactly what's going to happen. And she didn't hear anything of the rest of what he said. So it was really helpful that I was listening in because she was distraught at the end of it. And then I said, did you hear anything? that my, my and, and she says, 
I just knew, I just knew, I'm just about to tumble off this cliff. So then we were able to sort of take a step back and say, look, this is what the Lord is saying. And that's why I say when you're giving someone a word, you never prophesy a problem. Because when you're ministering and you're sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing, you might be praying for someone and you might pick up that there's something of fear going on in their life. You might pick up a spirit of hopelessness that they just feel that they're in a hopeless place. Well, to prophesy, you don't start off by saying, the Lord says you're feeling hopeless. You start to prophesy by saying, God wants you to know that he is your living hope. He is going to pour his hope into you. He wants to put fresh seeds into your life that will grow a harvest of hope for you that you will be able to give away to others. So you begin to prophesy what, I always say prophesy God's redemptive purposes. If you, if you pick up a problem, then take a step back. Say, God, what, what's the redemptive purpose in this? What do you want to bring to this people, this person, that would be a blessing to them and, and will encourage them? And the other thing I would say, prophecy is about calling people's potential out. It's seeing the potential and not the problem. And, you know, when I'm praying for my kids and we still have some children, you know, who are not walking with God, adults of course now but you know and sometimes my prayers for them are just me worrying out loud to God you know I'm just worrying and uh, and and then I remember quite a lot of years ago the Lord says Priscilla you're always praying about their problems would you let me show you how I see them and then I want you to call out their potential and that's what the prophetic does it calls out people because God sees his redemptive purposes. He sees the potential in each one of us. And that's what he wants to call out of us. And so therefore, that's what I would encourage you to do. And it's one way of when you're stepping out to give a word to someone that you're, you're thinking, Lord, you know, how am I going to present this? How am I going to say this in a way that would be a blessing to them? And, and some people say, well, you know, does God never give you rebukes? Does he never, um, you know, give you warnings, etc., etc." And, you know, I think within a prophetic word, there sometimes can be maybe something that would, would be a warning, but it is, it's clothed in grace. If the person walks away feeling condemned, then it's, it, it's not a Holy Spirit moment. Um, and personally, I think, more often than not, when the Lord wants to rebuke us, when the Lord wants to convict us, that is more often what he does on a one-to-one basis. And you know when the Lord's convicting you. Like, you don't feel like rubbish. You just, it is that thing of a father disciplines his child. You do th- think, Lord, thank you that you're pointing this out in my life, you know, because, I, you know, I want to put this right. So I don't think that the, the main job of the prophetic is to point out and be warning and, you know, it can happen, but I would just tell you to be cautious and especially if it's new to you. And even if I felt like I had a word of caution for someone, I would nearly always have a chat with someone else and say, look, I'm thinking this and I'm just not sure if if this is what I should say to the person, you know, and just pray it over and take a step back and and check out with the Lord that it really is what he wants you to say. Um, So I, I suppose, especially when we're growing and we're learning, the bottom line for me is 
always check out if it's going to be if, if it's going to be an encouragement, if it's going to be a comfort, and it's going to be a strength. The best and most comprehensive boundaries with regard to the gift is in 1 Corinthians 14. So I'm not going to read it to you today. Sorry, Leon, I'm thinking about time again. What time are we? Or is he gone? What time are we, Simon? 22. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to take two more minutes and then we're going to do, it's going to be a workshop then. Um, if you, you know, it, it puts in good boundaries. 1 Corinthians 14, read it through. It tells us that we're to earnestly desire. So if you're here because you earnestly desire to prophesy, you're in good, you're in, you're in good biblical grounds today because we're told earnestly desire the gifts and earnestly desire to prophesy. So that's a good biblical basis. And then it tells us about the strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. It tells us later on in the passage that a prophetic word should be like a clear trumpet call. It should be intelligible. It should have clarity. The person that you give it to, they may not understand the whole context of it, but it, it should make sense. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm from Ireland. We are so good at being mystical. Honestly, we are up there sometimes talking, you know, very mystical concepts. And I have been in settings and I'm going, what, like, what is that all about? I have no clue what that's all about. So when you're giving a word, it's not that the person will always totally understand where it fits, where it applies. They'll have to pray that through. But it should have a clarity to it. It should be that clear trumpet call. It should make sense. So hence, for those of you perhaps who will hear from God or more, in a, it, that you, God will put a picture in your mind. I tend to hear in terms of words. You know, it comes to me in words. Some of you are creative. You'll think um, photographically, creatively. And so God will put, you'll start to pray for someone and a, an idea and a picture will fall into your mind. In fact, this morning, and it doesn't happen to me all the time, I think one of the ladies I gave a word to, I talked about the tower, uh, God being a strong tower around you. And I actually could, I could see, it was almost like I could see a child in a fancy dress costume dressed up in a tower and they were sort of walking a little bit sort of strangely, but the tower was all around them. So that doesn't often happen to me. But for some of you, you will see in terms of pictures. And sometimes they can be a little bit unclear. So if you see in terms of pictures, it is really important that you say, Lord, I'm getting this picture for this person. Now, what is it that you're saying? I mean, the tower was a pretty simple one because, you know, obviously God talks about being a strong tower and we can run to him and we can be safe. But sometimes if we get a picture that isn't just so clear, it's good to take a step back and say, you know, Lord, what are you saying to the person um, as a result of you putting this idea in my mind? Um, Paul, my husband, he always jokes, you know, that people come to him and give him weird pictures like, you know, I see you, Paul, in a wheelbarrow and you're, there, there's a cow and he's wheeling you over Niagara Falls and I don't know what it means, but I'll just leave it with you. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, I know what he's saying, you know, that, that if you do that with someone, like they're, they're, they're not really any better off by the time you finished. So if, if you tend to hear from God in that way, I would encourage you, just take a step back, say, God, give me a sense of what you're saying to the person through this, 
through this picture. And so it comes with a clarity and the person can understand what you're saying to them. And I would say too that not all prophetic words need to be given. I think the prophetic and intercession go hand in hand as well. So that sometimes you're praying for someone and you're going, Lord, I just don't know what to pray for this person. And God gives you an insight and a revelation and you can pray for them and you're praying God's heart over them. And you don't have to immediately phone them up and say, oh, God spoke to me about you. It's just to inform your prayers and so that you will pray more effectively for them. And also, I mean, in the early days, if God spoke to me, I was so excited that God would say something to me and, you know, and he'd want, I would want to share it with anybody who would listen. And uh, so, you know, I was very quick to do it. And, and then again, somebody who was older and wiser said, Priscilla, sometimes hold on to what you feel the Lord's saying. Pray over it. Just meditate on it. And God will increase it and he will fill it out and he will bring further clarity. And then when you give the word, it will, it will feel more of a whole than when you just immediately dive in. Because I think sometimes when you're new to it and, you know, even especially in a group setting, and, and you think that the way that you know it's God is because your heart is bur bursting out of your chest, and you go, oh, I know it's God because my heart's beating, so, and I have to say it, I have to say it, I have to say it. But if you read through 1 Corinthians 14, um, you realize that it's not an uncontrollable urge. You actually, that's just nervousness where your heart's beating and you feel you have to say it. It's just nervousness. It's not the Holy Spirit. So you can take a step back and you can go, okay, God, I'm just going to pray over this and make sure. In fact, that was one of the ways I learned in the early days because I was so quick to speak. Like, you know, I thought went through my head and I'm, I've got a prophetic word. So, you know, I had to learn. So the Lord said to me in, in my journey early on, he said, Priscilla, so that you can learn to hear my voice, I want you to go for six months and not share anything. And it, this was more in a group setting, not share anything in a group, not share anything in a meeting. If you feel I'm saying something to you, I want you to pray. And I want you to pray that someone else will give the word. And then you will get a sense of being able to discern what I'm saying to you. And I did that for six months, and it was so helpful. Because time and time again, when I felt that the Lord wanted to say something, somebody else stood up and shared it. And they wouldn't have shared it in the same words as that, that I would have said, but the content, the, you know, the, the, the thing was, was really what was on my heart. And it taught me so much just to zip it for a while and, and learn to listen. And that was a good training experience for me. So God will train us all in different ways. Um, but I would really encourage you to um, just listen, make sure that it's encouraging, check out in your own heart and spirit, your motivation and giving it is right. But, but then don't, don't keep on holding back. I think, you know, so often the enemy intimidates us and, and gets us not to speak. And God wants us just to step out in faith. And it says in Romans, prophesy according to your faith. And so it's stepping out in faith and sharing it. And then the more you do that, the, the more confident you'll get in doing it the next time and the next time and the next time. Honestly, I think we do let it, we do let the gift fall into disuse. And my purpose today is to stir it up and say, come on guys, we can be doing this. We can be doing this, not just now and again, but we can, it, we can embrace it and make it part of our lives. It can be part of what we do on a daily basis. It's wonderful too, to do it with people who are not Christians, you know, where you're saying, God, what's your heart for this person? Get, and you you don't have to like go all spooky on them and you know 
you, you can just share it in conversation with them. You know, I love Jesus and he's telling me that this is how he feels about you. And it's just a wonderful way of sharing with people God's heart for them, um, people who don't know Jesus yet. So it's something I, I want to encourage us all to do on a regular daily basis to be stirring up the gift that's within us. And so with that in mind, that's what we're going to do. And some of you, I think, have probably been in um, sessions like this with me before, and it's a, it's a, a similar um, little exercise that I've used before, but it's very helpful for people who have never prophesied before. So if there are a few people in the room that that would be true of, th this is really for you, um, and the rest of us um, can join in as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into groups of four, and the object of the exercise is, I'm going to read a passage of scripture. It's Psalm 23. It's a passage that you know well. You can look it up on your phones or if you've got your Bibles, but I will read it. And in our group of four, we're going to pray that God highlights a verse out of that psalm to give to the person beside us on our left. We'll say on our left. Of the verse that the, God wants to give that person on our left to encourage them. And you can do three things. You can, if it's new to you and you're nervous, you can just share the verse. Okay, so you can just say, this is the verse God gave me. It's this verse. You can pray the verse over the person. If you feel more comfortable praying, you can take the verse and you can pray it over the person. Pray the content of the verse. And in the praying, I mean, that's one of the ways to learn about being prophetic because when we pray, often God gives us words to pray over someone that are from his heart. So you might want to pray the verse. Or if you want to take the third step, you might take the verse and go, okay, Lord, if this is the verse you're highlighting for this person, what is it that you're wanting to say to them through the verse? So you understand? So, and there's no, you know, pass or fail. If you simply share the verse, that's wonderful because you're still catching God's heart for the person. Um, if you pray the verse over them and God gives you some things to pray over them that you didn't expect to pray, that is also wonderful. And if you want to do the third thing and just simply say, this is the verse God gave me, and I think this is what he's saying to you from the verse, then go for that, okay? So you've three options. So we're going to get into groups, no more than four, because that way we'll be finished, you know, at the right time. If we do big groups, then it just takes longer, okay? So just four people... Stand on, it, it, we shouldn't be on our feet too long. If you can stand, if you can't stand, get some people to come around you. But if you can stand, stand up and be in a circle, find out the person on your left and that's the person that you're going to listen to God for. Um, yeah, let's, I, I, and go, don't stay with who you're with. If you're with your husband, your wife, your best friend, go into a different group, um, just because it's easier that way. Um, and uh, so, so it's sort of divided up a wee bit. So let's quickly get into groups of four, find out, stand in a circle, sit on a circle, find out the person to your left, and then I'm going to read the psalm, and then we can pray for each other. Okay, it's like a party game. If you're in... If you're too small a group, grab somebody, and if you're too big a group, eject somebody. <laughs> so, if we're in our circles, um, 
maybe just put, you know, put your hand on the person to your left and find out who they are if you don't already know them. Okay? Okay. So this person on your left, when I read the psalm, you can put your arms down or they'll fall off. Um, when I read the psalm, this person to your left, you're thinking, God, what is the word of encouragement, the, the word of strength, the word of comfort that you want to bring to this person today through, through this psalm, okay? And uh, I'm going to pray and I'm going to read the psalm and then somebody in the circle will start. In fact, it's good to have a volunteer because we'll all stare at each other otherwise. So why doesn't one person in every group say, I'll start the ball rolling? If you're the most nervous, you should do it because then you get it over with. Um, so somebody in each group say, I'll start. Because if they start, then you just, you understand, they'll pray for the person beside them and then you just move around the circle, okay? So they're going to start. Um, and the other thing is, I would encourage you, Go by your initial, just your initial instinct. Don't second guess yourself. You know, I can read the psalm and there's a verse in the psalm, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You might think, well, that's a wee bit negative. Give me a more positive verse, Lord. Uh, go, go, with your, go with your initial instinct. Don't second guess yourself. The other thing is, no verse gets used up. If the Two people in front of you use, the Lord is my shepherd, I will lack nothing. Don't think, oh, drat, that's the one I got. I better get another one. You can all use the same verse. If that's what happens, that's fine. So no verse gets used up. Um, when God puts the verse in your heart, we don't have a lot of time, but just take a little step back. It's okay to just share the verse, but just if you want to take a step back and say, do you know something, I'm going to step out here and I'm going to pray for the person. I'm going to trust that as I pray, that the Lord is their shepherd and God is promising them that they're going to lack nothing, that as I pray for them, God will give me some more words of encouragement to speak over that fact in their life that will bring life to them or to speak that word prophetically over them, that I'm going to push the boat out because this is a safe place and you'll be able to, you know, just step out a little bit and push yourself a little bit to share what you feel the Lord is saying to the person. Um, two more things quickly. Always, as we do little exercises like this, there's someone who's nervous and they'll come to me at the end and they'll say, Priscilla, you prayed, you read, nothing stood out to me. I didn't get any sense of the Lord was saying this verse, that verse, or the other verse. What, you know, and, and they're a bit distressed. Well, for that person in the room, all I say is, just pick a verse. And now you think I am the most unspiritual person on the planet. But it's the word of God. You're not going to damage them. And, you know, you're not going to do them any harm. You're not prophesying that they're going to Australia, they're having twins, or they're getting married next week. You're just giving them a verse out of the word of God. And what I love about the Lord is that he loves the person that you're going to be speaking to and he can override your nervousness. And often the person who just thinks they picked a verse out of the ether will find that that was exactly what the person needed to hear because God cares for every single person. So don't worry about that. And just for those of you who are more prophetic and more proficient, can I just say, keep your prayers short, keep your prophecies short, otherwise you'll intimidate everybody else in your group. Just 
keep it to the point. And also, for those of you who are more proficient, nobody is going to say, I didn't get a verse out of Psalm 23. I got a verse out of Habakkuk. <laughs> God's not speaking to anybody out of Habakkuk this afternoon. <laughs> just Psalm 23. That's it. No, I say that just it, because it, this is a little training exercise. We want to keep it safe for everybody. We're all singing off the same hymn sheet, okay? So we're going to stick to Psalm 23. So let's pray. I'm going to read it, and then once I've finished, the person who offered to start first, you start, and then move around the group, okay? And also, when we finish this section, we're finished. We're done. But what I would say is, it is good to give each other a little bit of feedback. If what you received really encouraged you, blessed you, let the person know. If you think... I have no idea what they were talking about. Just smile nicely and be encouraging anyway, okay? But if there's specific feedback, please give them that feedback. Okay. So, Father, we are excited that you're here by the power of your Holy Spirit. You're here, Lord Jesus, and you are still the God who speaks to your people today. And we say, Lord, speak because we're listening and we are want to stir up the prophetic within us. We do want, Lord, to bring your words of encouragement to one another. And we want to grow in confidence so that we can carry this with us wherever we go. And so right now, Holy Spirit, would you calm our minds and hearts? And as we read your word, would you just highlight for us the phrase, the verse, that the person to our left needs to hear, that would bless them today, that would encourage them, that would strengthen them, that would build them up. So we just invite you to be Lord over this little time, Lord, that we have together in Jesus' name. And this is what the psalm says. I had it turned up. The Lord is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So just in your own time, whoever volunteer to go first, just gently lay your hand on the shoulder of the person to your left and share with them what you feel the Lord is saying. If your group hasn't finished, please, please keep going until everybody has had a chance to be prayed for or given, given the verse. But just as I said, do give people, give Give folk in the group a bit of feedback. And my, cha my challenge to you is that if it's new to you, you know, keep on asking God to, to do this and give you more. If it's maybe something you've done in the past and you've let it fall into disuse, 
to stir up the gift that is in you, and that all of us would see this as being something that isn't just a now and again thing, but it's something that we can walk in every day. And so my challenge is that today, before you leave, as well as having done this in the group, maybe ask the Lord, is there somebody here at the conference, either during this next session or tonight in the evening session, that God is giving you either maybe a verse from Psalm 23, maybe the one that you shared with the person today, but that there's somebody else that before you leave today, you could bring a prophetic word of encouragement to. Um, And then we spread the joy um, beyond this workshop. Uh, Just keep stirring up the gift. That would be my advice to you. So thanks thanks for being here.